the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. All hit radio. To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to send me an email, same email for the past 30 years, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.com. Net. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, www.simultv.com. And in the search engine on the Simul TV main page, just type in Exxon and it will bring you right to our channel. Wow, the coronavirus. People are going crazy. Things are shutting down left, right, and center. Last night we had the travel ban put on Europe by President uh, Trump. We had the cancellation of the NBA season, the NHL season. And, um, you know, you've got all the leaders of the world out there working for their people. And what did our prime minister, of course, I'm talking about Justin Trudeau, do today? Well, he put himself in isolation because he thinks his wife may have the coronavirus. Yeah. I called it the ostrich syndrome. Like, ostriches at least have the dignity to stick their head in the ground and leave their tush up in the air. But what does our prime minister do? Oh, he just runs and hides behind the skirt or under the skirt or within the skirt of his wife. Anyway, not very happy with you, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau. My guest this hour, Exonation, is Michelle Payton, and she has... Uh, eclectic professional background, and she focuses on clients, students, and communities finding their voices. Her Mind Over Matter Solutions training include Doctor of Clinical Hypnotherapy, Emotional Freedom Techniques, Neurolinguistic Programming, Acupressure Hypnosis, and Past Life Regression. Her academic work includes Teaching College English and Transfer Success, a Master of Arts in English, a Bachelor of Arts degree in Communication Arts, 
Other studies include how personality patterns are influenced by astrology, numerology, and birth order. Her website, michellepayton.com. And Michelle, welcome back to the X-Zone. It's great to be back. Uh, how, are, how are things uh, with the coronavirus affecting you, your family, and where you live? It's, I'm a college instructor, so we're mm. just going through the whole idea of isolation, yeah. social distancing, and um, potentially changing the way we teach via online. You're right. So uh, for the rest of the school year, and this is in throughout North Carolina. I'm in North Carolina now. We were in Ohio when we first started working right, together. Yeah. Um, the UNC um, chain of uh, universities are in the process of making those online changes. So it's it's a statewide thing, but I know it's also a nationwide thing here in the states as well. Well, my producer just uh, handed me a note from the newsroom. Apparently. Uh, the province of Ontario is suspending all school activities. No more school for the kids in the province of Ontario. Plus, the city of Toronto is contemplating closing down all public transport. That means the uh, GO trains, that means the metro system, the subway system, and uh, public transport. Wow. Hmm. These are very strange and uh, pressing times. They really aren't changes by the minute, as you just as you just mentioned. It does, but I think that this can also be a very cha- not only challenging but a very important way that we can adapt ourselves to to new challenges and come out winners. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Now, um, you're you're a hypnotherapist, amongst other great things. Uh, you created something called positive hypnosis. Now, you say that this process is entrenched in how the brain learns through reassociation. Now, can you explain that, please? I can. Maybe someone listening has had that well-meaning friend that says, you know, maybe you should try what I did <laughs> exactly the way I did. And somehow it just doesn't quite turn out in the same way it turned out for a friend mm-hmm. or an acquaintance. What we do is we learn through reassociation. So when we're le- learning through reassociation, that's the way the brain learns. That's the way it works. So the positive hypnosis concept uses the process of finding memories that someone can reuse ah. because that is the way we learn. So we're swimming at the same current as the brain swims. All right. Now, does this apply to people of every age, or does this just apply every. to us? Really? Every age. I've worked from five-year-olds to 80-plus-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Really? Absolutely. So everyone has more. There are more and more experiences as we age, of course, mm-hmm. but there are still memories that we can work from. Now, how can this best be applied in today's society for what use? And how would this process actually help people who are, let's say, in their elder years? Because some elderly people suffer from dementia, they suffer from Alzheimer's, they suffer from other uh, diseases that affect their their brain 
and their speech. And oh, I'm sorry, Craig, I, I promised you I wouldn't mention Joe Biden tonight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cheap shot. Sorry. So how could this help people? Well, you make uh, a very good point about can hypnosis work on someone who mm -hmm. has problems with the brain working? Right. If there if there's a physical malady, for instance, someone wouldn't come to me and say, my arm is broken, can you work with mind over matter on that? I would say go see a medical doctor. Exactly. So there are certain things that we can do when the brain, when we can help people find memories that they can reuse mm -hmm. for a positive purpose. Well, so go ahead. I, I was just going to say, wouldn't that be something that, that hypnosis can do? Because uh, as I understand it, the information is still there. We just have to find a way or forget it to get it back to the yes. place where it can be used. Yes, and one of the objectives is, for instance, mm -hmm. if someone, as long, as long, for instance, if someone has the um, goal to walk in balance, for instance, what we would be doing is we would go back and find those memories where someone as far back as possible or or recently mm -hmm. we would find memories and they can just be 30 second clips or 10 second clips of when someone felt confident and could walk in balance and we reuse those memories to build rebuild confidence in in self to say i did that i can redo that because i have the brain memory to move in the way that I moved then. Now, are we going to, if we're in our, gosh, I'm, I'm almost 60 now. If I'm almost 60, am I going to be doing um, what I did in, when I was a young woman at 16 when I was playing sports? Probably not. But I can engage certain memories on mm -hmm. how I moved and how I walked. I'm not looking to do a round-off back handspring. I'm looking to put one foot in front of the other and look straight ahead and know how I did that and walk in balance. It's not for someone to tell me, Michelle, you have nothing wrong with you. We've done all the tests. We've done all the brain scans. There's nothing wrong with you. That's when someone would go to someone that works on this type of mind over matter plane to help them find if, if there's not something that says you absolutely cannot walk because your bones are having issues if we're past that and we're just building rebuilding memories that will help someone and i have actually helped someone like that who rebuilt those pathways to remember how to walk in balance for instance now that is fascinating and you and I will be talking more about this when we come back from the other side of this break. And uh, by the way, CNN has now confirmed that the wife of the Prime Minister of Canada does in fact have the coronavirus. So we'll be uh, checking through that throughout the uh, next hour through the newsroom. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, send an email, it's exxon.exxonradiotv.com. And for more information about our very special guest this hour, Michelle Payton, her website is michellepayton.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-P-A-Y-T-O-N.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. 
Back everyone, this is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Uh, this uh, 10 minutes ago from our friends at CNN, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's wife tested positive for coronavirus. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's wife Sophie Grégoire Trudeau has tested positive for coronavirus according to the statement from uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's office. She is feeling well with only mild symptoms and will remain in isolation, the statement said. The Prime Minister has no symptoms but will be in isolation for 14 days, according to the statement. He is not being tested at this time because he is asystematic and will continue his duties as normal. All right, thank you very much for that, Craig. Our guest this hour is Michelle Payton, www.michellepayton.com. And uh, she has nine books under her belt so far. She does community collaborations, teaching, and has a private practice. And once again, her website is michellepayton.com. And Michelle, some people say that not everyone can be hypnotized. Is, is this true? Well, just think of it when, you're, when someone is driving. Okay. Any of your listeners are driving, mm-hmm. for instance, if they drive. And then they just, all of a sudden, they turn left instead of right or turn into the grocery store instead of the post office. That's called hypnodriving. So when the brain starts to relax, then we are actually moving into a state of hypnosis. But a state of hypnosis is connected to brain waves. So the brain waves are moving quickly when we're thinking and we're reasoning through things, or maybe we're angry or just maybe our minds are busy. But we can, when we can move into a, a, the next level of states called alpha, it doesn't matter if you remember that term, but you become a bit more relaxed, then you can find memories to reuse that could be three seconds long, five seconds long. And they're not big ahas. And that's the big mistake sometimes people make. They feel like it needs to be this big aha to solve a problem. And that's really not the case because remember, we're reassociating with memories to reinvent patterns that we've used before that are productive that we want to use today. Would it be safe to say that within the mind there is a massive filing cabinet and all the information that you've ever accumulated through your life is in that filing cabinet? And through an expert like yourself in hypnosis, you can help the person who's being hypnotized open that filing cabinet to find the information that they need? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And the one thing that I do on some people want to spend time. One thing I can say is I don't spend time with my clients revisiting suffering. So what we do is someone might say, I want to work on, I want to, I I don't want bad relationships in my life anymore. So then we change that into a core need, change the wording to say, I'm looking for good relationships in my life. And then what we do is we look for the memories when we've been able to have good relationships. Now, someone says, yeah, but that relationship went bad. That's where we crop out. We crop out, yeah, but it's like taking a photograph and cropping out the junky stuff. That's a technical term. <laughs> I, I, I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> we, we crop it out and we just use a few seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 30 seconds of when it worked. And we, because there are times when things work, there's some, sometimes sure. that they don't. But we're just using those things to reinstate that brain memory and muscle memory, really, uh, to reuse it today. Does that make sense? It does. It makes it sound as if you're an editor of memories. Absolutely. Or they are editing what works for them. I am the facilitator that helps them find things and then. When they move into, yeah, but I say, Mm -hmm. stop, rewind back to the positive piece. No, that makes perfect sense. What has been your most challenging case that you have ever worked on? And at the end of it, when it's been successful, you have kind of said, you know what? I did it. That has been over the years and that probably the past three to five years, I decided that I would only, I I spend time with people for about 15 or 20 minutes on the phone to decide even if I am the correct person for them. Um, So if someone is, wants to do shadow work in past lives, for instance, shadow work meaning finding the terrible things because they feel like they're stuck because of a past life. I, I might say, here are three other people you might want to consider, but I look at past lives, the positive stuff, because guess what? Past lives weren't all crappy. Sometimes we did okay, right? Sometimes things were okay. So, so going back to your question, re- rewinding back to your question now, what was my most challenging? I think each client has his, her, they, cha- their challenges. And and to to whittle down to any one of them, it's just a bunch of puzzle pieces that it's you can't write this stuff. It's so interesting, and people are so amazingly amazing. Okay, so I don't even know what other word, word to use. That I get so caught up in their stories that each time we finally do something and we finish at the end, two hours later, I think, wow, look at this. And so. Helping someone walk in balance, pretty cool. Helping someone uh, who is my age, who goes back to university and it has testing anxiety and comes back with a very high grade and tells me I'm ecstatic. So, and that that's not just about a test grade. That's about a confidence thing that we work with too, right? Sure. So when someone has a problem, it's caught up in a lot of things that they have to revisit to say, well, really, I've solved this problem so many other times, and I can reuse this to solve problems today. Did I answer your question, Rob? It, it, you, you did, but let me, let me uh, add on to it. What is the hardest 
problem that you face in most people? I think I think um, the doubt at first when they come in and and they say, oh, I just really I just really doubt this process. So what I ask them to do is trust in the process just for a moment because guess what you're here (laughs) so you've taken the time out of your day i've taken the time out of my day let's follow this process process and see where it leads so at first if i I have certain personalities that say this is this is i just have a lot of doubts and then we gather these memories um, that fulfill this core need I did have a good relationship. I did have a good relationship. Oh, and I did this too. And it's not just with people, with animals too. Oh, look, this is how I worked with these animals. This is So there are all these buckets of things that show up. And then when I see those eyes light up like, oh my gosh, I get it. But it might take an hour. And that's where I'm saying, okay, Michelle, just stick with it. Just stick with the process. Stick with the process to help this this client understand that they do have positive memories that they can reuse today and make a difference in their lives for the rest of their time in this body. Now you said that you could see in the in the patient's eyes. I thought when someone was hypnotized they were in kind of a, a sleep state. That's such a great point and and the answer is from my perspective, mm-hmm. because I deal, I work with a lot of people that may have been compromised in certain ways okay. and feel insecure with their eyes being closed. That I that we can we can solve problems. Have you ever noticed how someone will not close their eyes, but they'll kind of squint that they're looking at something, but they're looking at nothing. Yes. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have. That's the kind of thing that that we might do. And a lot of times, because we're in the alpha state, I don't want people to fall asleep. Because I want them to remember every single thing that we did and understand how much personal power they have and not to give their power away to a facilitator. And for a facilitator to say, oh, this is what you said and this is what you did, right? Especially with people that have been compromised, you don't want to do that. You want them to have a little, you want them to have consciousness but a consciousness to the point where they can find memories and their eyes can be open when they do that. And that is a fallacy that, that someone has to have their eyes closed to access memories is completely incorrect. And here's what I'm going here's what I would say to you, Rob. Can you remember a time when you played a game with a friend and you just had a great time? Sure. There you go. You did it with your eyes open, right? Yes, I did. There you go. Yeah. It's that simple. Now, what we do, however, when we're doing, if someone's Mm self-facilitating, you stay on one subject. When you stay on one subject, your mind starts to focus on that subject, and you start finding memories that, that connect with that positive reinforcement. That All right, stand by. Idea. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Michelle Payton is our very special guest. Her website is www.michellepayton.com. And Michelle and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
Michelle Payton is our special guest, Explanation, www.michellepayton.com. Um, why is it that hypnosis at times has a bad connotation towards it? You know, is it because of the, the um, hypno shows that of, uh, of the 50s and 60s, like with the Great Ravine, uh, the uh, man with x-ray eyes, Kreskin, that they... they turned it into a, a carny act, basically. And is that where the trust factor had to be rebuilt? I, I believe so. And there's a difference between stage hypnosis and, a different, and, and one where we are working toward mm-hmm. a goal. And that does make it up. For instance, when my daughter was maybe 12 or 13, they had a stage hypnotist come, come into school. And she said, Mom, she said, Mom, I'm going to make sure that we, we uh, really mess with this, with this guy and make sure that he knows that he can't hypnotize us. And they, they, all these kids left that day and said, what a, what a, you know, a, a ridiculous thing. It didn't work. It was dumb. And then they do things like have people quack like a duck on the stage to, to demonstrate things. And, um, and that, that doesn't, that doesn't uh, look great for, for our industry. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So, so, how did that affect your daughter? Interestingly enough, well, she knows that I've written books on the subject. Right. And she also knows that when we would focus, if she was having an issue or any of mm. my family, working with family, anyone might say it's hard to work with family members. Your clients will listen. Even your students will listen. <laughs> Your family may not, but what I have been able to do from time to time when my teenagers and older adults want to listen to me because I'm their mother, why would they? <laughs> have, them re- <laughs> have them reassociate with a memory if they've lost something, for instance. When's the last time you saw it? When's the last time you felt those keys in your hand? When's the last time you used them? Oh, okay, I know where they are. That's literally what I'll do, and they don't even know what I'm doing. Trust mom. Two of the most important words in the world. Trust mom. Can I? I'm going to send this specific recording to them. What you just said. All right, to Michelle's little children. <laughs> Two words, and take this from a dad and a granddad. Trust mom. And in case you're not sure who I'm talking about, trust your mom, Michelle Payton. How is that? <laughs> Thank you, Rob. You're, you're more than welcome, Michelle. Michelle Payton, who has children who need to know that they can trust mom. <laughs> How's that for positive reinforcement? <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. All right. I just found a new career. Say goodbye to radio. There we go. Um, how is it that 
that you can actually get a person to do what they think they cannot do, but it is the person themselves that you're getting to do what they think they can't do. For example, quit smoking. Well, now that's a really interesting, uh, really, really, there are a lot of people in, in, my, in my industry that mm-hmm. work on the smoking idea. And there are a couple of ways to handle that. From a core need standpoint, I have to, I've had parents call me and say, could you please have my son or daughter stop smoking? And my answer is your son or daughter need to call me. They need to call me, and I need to understand what is their motivation mm-hmm. to stop smoking. So, for instance, I once had someone who was a chef, and the chef could taste food better if smoking was not a part of the equation. If it's a strong enough pull, then we find all of those times that the chef tasted food when, when the chef took a break mm-hmm. from smoking. And if, that is, if that's a high enough motivation, every time that that person would want to smoke, that person would then remember, but I won't be able to taste this food better. I won't be able to taste this food better. I won't be able to taste this food better. So it depends on each individual. It's not just about saying, stop smoking. You will do something terrible will happen to you. Most of the time, smokers are not thinking about that because actually smoking is an antidepressant. So so when you take smoking away from people, they can become anxious and depressed. So how's that for <laughs> terrible positive reinforcement, mm. right? Yeah, it doesn't sound very smart to me. And it's got, <laughs> you see, I, I've got so to be honest. Forget I, about that. Yeah. Just make sure you can taste the food. No, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's it, someone, it's tasty food, or I want to breathe more deeply. Mm-hmm. When I'm not smoking, I can, when I'm walking, we re- have them remember them when they walked and would, would breathe much more easily after not smoking because they didn't smoke all the time. Yeah. They just smoked at a certain time. Make so, sense? Yes and no, and I'll tell you why I, I say yes and okay. no. I understand where you're coming from. You, you know, you're going back into the memory and you're taking little sound bites of mm-hmm. the area to reinforce what the person wants changed. You're basically saying, you've done this before, you can do it again. It's up to you. Yes. But when it comes to the person's own desire that, yeah, I really don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ultimate responsibility, if I understand things right, is 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 with the patient. Sure. All you're doing is you're I'm, pointing it out that they've done it in the past and they can do it again. The choice is ultimately yeah. theirs. It is, because who am I to tell someone that they're not supposed to smoke? I mean, for all, all, the, so for all I know or the universe mm-hmm. knows, whatever your following is, whatever you look to, um, you may be that one person that should be smoking. <laughs> So if I, if I, some, sometimes people want me to make a decision for them, but at the end of the day, it's about how they move through their lives and what they really want from it. I'm a facilitator, right. not a decision maker on other people's lives. Unless it's one of your children and then you are their mother who they must trust. <sighs> oh, that's such a deep, that'll be another show, I think. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So a person, you, you've had this person. Let me ask you, how do you get them into into the state of mind where they're willing to work with you? Is this the hypnotic state? Good question. So what we do first is we have them, We first we re-identify what the core need is from a positive perspective. Okay. Then what we do is, as, as a facilitator, I ask the client, and we can get on another, another subject. Let's, let's think of something really elevating um, for you. What is, what, is, what is something that um, you really want more to, uh, uh, for, for? I'm thinking you're a grandparent. Yep. And, and we could draw from those memories. If you're, if you're moving in a, in a circle where you say, I'm just not. I'm just not, I'm not feeling happy, and I don't know why we would find, okay, when have you felt happy? And then what we would do is we would mm-hmm. probably be gathering a lot of memories about your grandchildren, for instance. And that could be, it could be grandchildren heavy. It could be guest heavy. If you had a couple of guests that you particularly enjoyed, uh, it could be other relationships that you have. But, but being happy, then you, what we do is we pull from those memories. You pull from those memories, but you have to remember them. And how do I do, how do I help you do that? We anchor them with one or two words so that you remember them. So if you, if we, and we'll find, see, we find six to 12 memories and we find six super, super strong ones. We anchor them with one or two neurolinguistic programming, right? Mm-hmm. Anchoring. We anchor those and then you have one or two words and then you can say those two words and that memory comes up immediately. Fascinating. Truly fascinating. It does take also, I mean, honestly, what I also do is I, I, summarize after I work with the clients, mm-hmm. those two words and a little bit of sound bite. Cause I can't be in their heads, but I can play back those anchors so that they can reaccess them. You and I have to take our final break. So please stand by Michelle. It's always great talking to you. Congratulations on all the wonderful things that you've done. Your books, the people that you've helped, the people that you've been able to touch in very special ways. And uh, thank you for being on the show again. It's always great talking to you. Thank you. So you don't go away. We'll be right back after this commercial break. And explanation, if you'd like to find out more about Michelle or maybe you'd like to contact her, visit her website at www.michellepayton.com. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. After all, this is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we come to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, and Simul TV.
Wondering what I can do Maybe I'm being foolish Cause I haven't heard you mention anybody's name at all How I wish I could be sure it's me that turns you on Each time you close your eyes I've heard it said that dreamers never lie You've been talking in your Michelle Payton is my special guest this hour, Exonation. Her website is www.michellepayton.com. First of all, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. It's always great talking to you. And as Crystal Gale was talking, uh, singing in the song over there, Talking in Your Sleep, appropriate, wasn't it? How do, you, how do you know if the person that you're talking to, who you're working on, is being honest with you? Well... That's, I have to trust that that is what's happening. Mm. Uh, I mean, that at the end of the day, there is a, there's a point where if someone wants to make changes or replace patterns, then they come, then they walk in honestly and they're willing to do the work to get there. I don't have a better, I don't have a better mm. answer than that. <laughs> That's why I like honesty. No one's really ever asked me that, Rob. You're oh, so clever. Sorry. <laughs> Trust mom. <laughs> Trust mom. Um, it, it, you know, there, there's people listening to us around the world right now, and I'm sure many of them would love to have the opportunity of, of getting the help that you offer. And you, pro- I, I would imagine that you do long-distance uh, consultations using the, the different various uh, systems on the computers like Skype. Is, is there anything people can do at home or by themselves mm-hmm. to try and enrich their lives using some of the techniques that you've developed? Yes, and it's very, very easy. So first, we mentioned, uh, we talked about at the very beginning about the idea of core need. Yeah. The, the, the natural thing to do is to say what we don't want. So be okay with that, but look at that, what don't you want, and then I'd like you to turn it around and turn it into what is that thing? What is that one subject that you're focusing on? Is it relationship? Is it finances? Is it physical? Is it what is it? But stay on that one subject. When we start moving into that one subject, then we can start jotting down. If you're an audio learner, you can speak into your phone mm-hmm. and, and, and brainstorm. If you are a, 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 if you like to write, then you could do it that way. But we're looking at rehabits. So as soon as your mind starts to see, oh, here's something positive, then they don't deal with a block. Because if we say we don't want something, the amygdala blocks us from reasoning up at the front of the brain. We want to focus on that positive core need and then start to fish in the mind for just a few things. So you'd say, for instance, we talked about things to make. I want to be happier every day. Okay, remember a time when you went just for a moment you were holding the hand of your grandchild. Just for a moment, remember the time that the first smile that you saw of one of your children, the things that come 
quickly are the are the easiest are the go for the lowest hanging fruit for for those things so say we have six of those rehabits we know that we want to be happier daily and then we create we recreate those memories and then we we anchor them first smile hold hand and we have these these quick snippets, these sound, like you say, sound bites that are only one or two words. And then we reuse those and we go to, so now we say, I have this problem. And you say, I am just feeling terrible every day. And so now we remember a day where you're feeling terrible. You have to be specific. And then we collapse it with what I call the solutions. The problem is I'm not feeling all that great today. I'd like to be happier. So then the solution will be you go to those strongest anchors, holding grandchildren child's hand um, first smile first giggle the giggle of certain people that just make you happy when you hear them giggle those sorts of things all of a sudden you will start to automatically feel lighter now i'm giving you a specific example these examples run deeper but you can do this at home very easily literally in less than a half an hour just basic 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 to give it to start practicing it when you first do this don't go too deep go with things that are easier at first there's there's it's it's irritating maybe a little make a little bit makes you mad but but start with those so that you get in the practice of using this and then you can get you can dive deeper into things that are really really bothering you once you know how to do the process does that make sense it certainly does it certainly does um, I read something in the information you, you sent us. You, you talk about crapping or cropping, I'm sorry, cropping the yeah, but <laughs> new glasses, old age. What can I tell you? Trust mom. Oh my goodness. Yes. How do you do that? Is that what we're talking about is using the sound, uh, sound bites? It is. It, it really, play, it's, it's really, I mean, you can definitely, Rob, you can see this. You, you, that's, that sound bites are what you're doing. You're yeah. saying as soon as you move into, yeah, but you, you crop it, you stop it. And you just rewind back to that place that says I was holding the hand. Oh, little, my grandson fell. Oh, that was terrible. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. But go back to when you were holding the hand. Don't, it doesn't mean that that doesn't exist. It just means that that's not what we're reusing for this purpose. Does that make sense? It does. So what you're doing, if I understand right, is you're taking the negative, quickly going into a rewind, finding that little sound bite that is positive, that brings a smile onto your face, and carry on. Yes. Gotcha. It takes practice. So start small and then work into deeper issues later once you have this process down. But literally, I think your listeners could really just use this and, and literally do it when, they, when they're done listening to your program. Uh, we looked at your website, and uh, you've got a lot of free training videos on a lot of what you've covered. Uh, tell us yes. more about your website and how our listeners can benefit by going to it. Well, um, I have a lot of free training on videos, particularly on how the brain works. You can just look under education. Mm -hmm. uh, there's positive hypnosis and brain physiology. It's kind of what we talked about today, and that will give people a little bit more background. It really becomes like, oh, yeah, okay, I get that. And once we know how the brain works, things really shift for us 
we realize just how much influence we have over ourselves when we understand that. So those are all no cost. Now, I have other things. I do online training that people can do as well if they want to go deeper, and that as well for a very modest fee. But there's a lot of free stuff on my site. We have about two minutes left. What would you like to share with the world tonight? What is your final thought? My final thought, um, you have more control over your life in this really weird, uncontrollable mm-hmm. situations that we've been talking about on the show, even at the beginning, and uh, about the crazy things that are going on right now. But you have control over your mind and how you view it. So if and it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just means that you can create calm in a time of chaos. I just had a thought. This would be a wonderful technique for parents to teach their children who are going to school facing stress, you know, the, uh, the social atmosphere. And just growing up, this would be wonderful for parents to teach. Agreed. I, I do have my. I do have a very short positive hypnosis book um, that's maybe sixty, seventy pages, just taking step by step as well. If people like to um, use writing as well as audio, uh, as, well, as well as as well as the video that I have on my website. You know, I I I, I didn't write a book on on positive reinforcement like you have, but. I, I wrote a one-page little note that my kids got the message very fast. Daddy said so. <laughs> trust, trust mommy. Dad. No, no, no. Trust mom, but daddy <laughs> said so. <laughs> got it. That's okay. That's that's where we're we're creating that line. <laughs> Michelle, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Take care of yourself, and I look forward to the next time that you join us back here in the X Zone. Until then, take care, my friend. Stay well and safe travels. Thanks, Rob. Good night, Michelle. At Exo Nation, if you'd like to get more information about Michelle and all the wonderful offers she has on her website, or maybe you'd like to contact her for a one-on-one consultation, or maybe you'd like to buy one of her nine books, visit her website at www.michellepayton.com. And that's www.m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e-p-a-y-t-o-n. Dot com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Keep listening to the X-Zone and our affiliates for the latest news pertaining to closings of, the, uh, of, of events as well as venues as the coronavirus raises its ugly head throughout the United States, Canada, and around the world. Take care of each other out there, my friends. We'll be back after this break. Don't go away. Each time you close your eyes I've heard it said that dreamers never lie You've been talking in your